This podcast contains sensitive content, which some may find disturbing. Information shared here should not be construed as medical advice. If you or someone you love needs help with trauma, chronic pain, or anything else we discuss here, please seek out a medical professional. All resources shared are for entertainment purposes only. All content represents the opinions of Kim and Anna and any special guests and do not necessarily reflect the positions of any organizations they work for. This is not ideal, but we're going with it. A mother-daughter podcast about chronic pain, trauma, mental illness, and more. Kim is a trauma therapist and certified addiction counselor who lives in Pennsylvania, USA. And her daughter, Anna, is a scoliosis sufferer and trauma survivor living in the tropical north of Australia. Join us each week as they discuss topics from their life experiences. Welcome to the show. Welcome. This is Not Ideal, but we're going with it. The podcast, season three. I'm Kim, and I'm the mom. And I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. And we also have a third co-host with us today. Hi, this is Aunt Debbie. Thank you for having me again. Yay. Welcome. We are so happy to have you. That Aunt Debbie is my sister and Anna's aunt. And she has been, do you guys remember which episode she's on? It was episode (laughs) 10 on August, 2019. Yes, she was in episode 10 of season one. If you have not listened to that episode, it is one of our most listened to episodes. You've got to hear it. So she knocks it out of the park as our listeners can attest. So make make sure you go back. So we're glad to have you back, Debbie, my sister, my my only sister, my only sibling made it through life without brothers. (laughs) (laughs) But we are here kicking off season three, talking about the 90 day challenge. We have recently, the three of us embarked on the Betty Rocker 90 day challenge, and we are here to tell the tale of how we survived. So yeah, we've recently completed it. We haven't recently begun it. And I don't know about you two, but guess how many times I've worked out since day 90? (laughs) Uh, How many? Exactly zero. Me too, Anna. (laughs) I love that. Listen, I I don't like working out. And you know how people always say like, oh, once you get into the groove, you'll like really look forward to it. You'll love it. You know, working out is addictive. Let me just tell you, I hated working out from day one. And at day 90, I still hated working out. Wow. (laughs) So it doesn't actually change. I'm here to bust that myth. If you hate working out, that's probably a part of your personality that won't change regardless of whether or not you work out. Well, I must say I am definitely hooked on what she is doing in this program. And I think it's because I've actually gained some muscle, which has helped with some of my injuries and I don't want to lose the muscle. That's where I'm at. Well, plus you are a lover of fitness. You have worked out pretty much every day of your life since you grew legs in the first place. So (laughs) not since I grew legs. In fact, I was a lazy child. Debbie can attest to that. I was definitely a hostess cupcake eating Gilligan's Island watching child. You were an awesome swimmer, though. Remember our summers? We were you and I were at the pool all day long. That is true. That was really good exercise. Yep, we were there every day. They tore down Linda Park Pool. They tore it down. I didn't know that. Yes, there's no more Linda Park Pool. That's really sad. I love that place. Go ahead, Anna. What did you say? Well, I have. I see now that I am the third wheel here in this episode. No, you are not. I wanted to to tell you guys that Aaron, even though he grew up 
on the beach is not a very good swimmer. And I've asked him why before. And let me just quote exactly what he said. Well, I just sink. That's what he said when I asked him why he doesn't want swimming. He says he, he can't float no matter how hard he tries. I think it's because he has a low percentage of body fat, which has never been an mm-hmm. issue for me. I've always floated mm-hmm. with no <laughs> with no effort whatsoever. But apparently he always just sinks straight to the bottom, which I thought was interesting that somebody who grew up on the beach is a bad swimmer. Yeah. You mean that's all- he grew up like near the ocean. Is that what you mean by the beach or by a lake? Uh, yes, I mean by the ocean. No, not by a okay. lake. Do you have lakes in Australia? <laughs> yes. Or is it all? Is it just ocean? Is it just one giant land mass surrounded by the ocean? You mean ocean? like once you get away from the coast, is there no other body of water then for the entire <laughs> continent? <laughs> yes, that's no. what I meant. There oh. are lakes in this, on this uh, continent. Yes, there are indeed and rivers and creeks. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. It's a pretty it's pretty standard as far as earth goes, you know, it's just another <laughs> Okay, so getting back to the 90-day challenge, we Uh started this a while back, approximately three months ago, and (laughs) if my math math is correct, what we would do is the Betty Rocker, if you look at thebettyrocker.com, it's uh, just 15 minutes. It's supposed to be 15 minutes. Now, they're not very strict about that. I don't know if you guys know And let me tell you, I could have done 15-minute workouts, but a lot of them were actually like 25 minutes, and that's mm-hmm. those are the days that I that I seriously considered just drowning my woes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So let's start with first impressions. What was your Aunt Debbie, also my sister? What was your first impression of of the program? Your very first couple days. I really liked it. I really did. I I loved Betty Racker, aka Brie. Right? Isn't her name? Right. Brie? That's right. I really liked her spirit. I don't know. I, she kind of drew me in. I'm not a super good exerciser either, as you know. So I was I was a little scared of this challenge because I didn't want to let you guys down. Like I'm like, oh Aww. my gosh, I don't want to let Kim and Anna down. Oh. I actually really did enjoy the majority of it. But my first impression was just that I liked her spirit. I liked that she tells us about the flossum. You know, I liked mm-hmm. how she, they bring that up because I'm definitely flawed, but I also have my days where I'm awesome. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it kind of encourages you and tells you, you don't have to be perfect. And I liked that. I liked that it wasn't drill sergeant thing. Like if you mm-hmm. can't do this, you're not getting enough out of it. Yeah, you're being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I kind of like. I like that they say, if you can't do it this way, do it this way. I, yes, I like that. Absolutely. Yeah, here, I have done. Question. I was just going to say, are there any specific accomplishments that we have accomplished? Benchmarks that we've reached by the end of the challenge that we couldn't reach at the beginning of the challenge that show well, us wait. definitely. I want your I want to hear your first impressions first Anna. <laughs> My first impressions were actually great. I loved the first month because the first month were definitely like my pace and they weren't actually high impact. My first impression was, you know, just looking at her and seeing how positive she was. And honestly, I'm not in a very good mood in the mornings. She really rubbed off on me, you know, when she would say like, smile. And she was so positive. And I knew it was a recording, especially during COVID. There was something nice about just having this like very kind, upbeat person 
personally, yeah. it really did help. I also definitely loved, I've always wanted to know more about bar and yoga. I've dabbled in yoga, but that's a good point. There also were some great stretches. My favorite days were always the yoga days, the mindfulness days, and the abs days. It was the hit workouts that I really struggled with. I'm really bad at anything high impact or having to move quickly. Like I'm just a slow person in general. <laughs> Yeah, tell the and listeners put, what hit. <laughs> tell the listeners what hit stands for. I don't remember. High impact, intense something. Uh, and training. And there's a training. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. Coming in with the acronym knowledge. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah. Hold on. Wait the, though. Is it actually high impact intensity training or high because intensity? Because that high intensity interval. impact. High intensity interval training. Interval training. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, I think we should talk about how it influenced our relationship with each other. Hmm. Yeah. So we did, we checked in with each other every single morning or afternoon. We would tell each other whether or not we did the workout. We had like a constant three person email chain going on stuff about our day, whether our what eating kind habits. of mood we were in. Uh-huh. How, yeah. So I love how, many that. Chocolate, I really- how many chocolate covered marshmallows I ate that day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. You guys, I, that was I just missed that already. Well, you guys yeah. can join me in my additional 30-day challenge that I have, I'm have. i doing. You guys can just get back on board. I think I'm Our just going to continue emailing you for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really love checking in every single day. I me really too. feel a lot closer to you guys, and I felt more engaged in our family. I didn't just feel like I was going through the workouts with two teammates. I felt like I was going through life. Me too. Aww. Aww. Me too. Love for you sure. guys. Yeah, I think I think that that was really helpful on the days that I didn't want to do it. It helped me to know, okay, I'm going to send the email afterward. Yeah, so me too. go do the workout, send the email. It kind of became a routine. Even even some days it was just a short like I did it, I'm done, I got to go work. <laughs> <laughs> we were all here together. That's what I liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that yeah. too. But we're going to continue because I love it. Yeah, we should we should continue doing the email. Do you think, Anna, you can keep it going? Uh, actually, I think the better question here would be, are you going to keep going? Because Aunt Debbie and I have been emailing back and forth ever since the rainy days ended. And you have been mysteriously absent I, from a lot of those things. I know, so I don't know. Don't keep trying to fudge the numbers here now that we're recording. Terrible. <laughs> I love it when Anna would go, Kim, on her Consistency is not my strong suit. I need it. I need to have a challenge and an end goal, and then I can do it. But yeah, I'm better at other things. Uh, I think okay, I also any- would have done a lot better about working out all those different days if there was something at the end of the 90 days that I was like working out towards. Like if we were going to be climbing a mountain or going on a cruise and sitting by the pool a lot or <laughs> workout prep for a cruise. Uh, I don't know that that exists. <laughs> I mean, like if we were going on a beachy vacation and we all wanted to be fit for like bathing suit season, that's what I meant. Mm, I see. Mm. Like at the end of the 90 days, what was there? There was nothing except me and a sore butt muscle. Like I, it just wasn't my favorite. <laughs> The the goal, there was no, the process was the goal. That's that's just like life. You know, I was expecting a lot more fanfare. And they also, all of our great, all of our great coaches, they did a little video for us at the end of the 90 days to be like, congrats. I was expecting a heck of a lot more. Like I was expecting a winning lottery ticket or like, like something. A, Come on. Gold like, coins, gold coins to come like, flopping out of your computer. Is- 
Yeah. yeah. It's I, my I area. Be my prize? Like, hello, no thanks. There was an element to the 90 day challenge that was about nutrition, and she gave all kinds of recipes and suggestions. So I didn't really want to do anything that was going to feel trappy or like, oh, I've got to eat it this way. And she's really good about that. Like, she's really clear. Yeah. These are just options, but yeah, but really I did, good suggestions. Yeah. I did like the suggestions. But now, Debbie, you actually did get the protein stuff, right? Can you tell us about your experience with that? Yes. I, oh, yeah. I got the berry green protein powder and I really liked it. I did do it. I only did it two to three times a week in the beginning. And then I drank it more as I got more into the habit, I guess I would say. And I really liked it. Really good flavor. And it gives you more energy. Like she said, really, I thought it was good. Really good. I haven't bought another thing of it yet, but I really do plan on getting another container of it. It was good. Now, would you use that as a meal replacement or just like in addition to a meal? I usually did it because in the morning I would have my breakfasts are so weird in the morning. Like sometimes I'll just have like a breakfast bar and then other times I'll have just fruit. And so I would kind of, I'd eat my breakfast and then I'd have it, drink it right then. So I kind of got in the routine. Now I'm kind of out of the routine again, but I'm going to have to try that again. And But I did like it. I felt like the green smoothies, I, would ju- I wouldn't follow her recipe. I just saw what a green smoothie was from one of her videos. And then I made my own. You saw a thing in a blender that was green and then that's I, no, what you went after. No, I read like one of her recipes and I was like, oh, I, oh. That, that's pretty straightforward. And then Anna, you sent me spirulina powder. I love spirulina. What's the other? Flaxseed. You sent me flaxseed powder and chia seeds. So what I would do for my green smoothie, I would put water. I'd just take my blender that I got from when I was married in 1990. (laughs) And when you start that puppy up, you start that puppy up, it sounds like I got like a lawnmower going. It was definitely upsetting to my husband. I'd be like, I'm going to blend. He'd be like, do you have to right now? Yes. It's blending time. Um, anyway, I put some water in there, put some coconut milk, spinach, banana. Coconut tan- milk or coconut water? Coconut milk out of a can. Really? Like wow. just a couple scoops because it's kind of solid. You bought coconut milk and you used spoonfuls from the top, you mean? No, I would. I, I shook it. I mixed it and then I would okay. just scoop it because out. Because I have actually made that mistake before. Yeah, I uh, made that mistake. Thing, I don't know too. if you guys know this. Coconut milk, when you buy it in a can, it naturally separates to put the milk on the bottom and the coconut cream on the top. Mm-hmm. And so if you open it without shaking it, yes. you'll just be scooping out actual coconut cream and it's like super thick. I didn't yeah. know that. I made that mistake yeah. the first can and then got to the milk and was <laughs> yeah, like, what have, I, what have I been <laughs> <Yeah>. eating? <laughs> But well, anyway, exactly. Lard. I'd been adding lard. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and yeah. then a, whole, a couple handfuls of spinach, all the stuff you sent me, Anna. And then sometimes I'd put blueberries in. Sometimes I'd put a fruit or whatever. Okay. I'm just going to cut you off to save us all the misery of listening to every single one of your potential ingredients in all the green smoothies you've eaten over the last 90 days. Not that I don't love hearing about it. And here's what I would love to talk about is cooking. Because guess what? what? I recently have... Okay, so here's my theory about pretty much everything that I have ever learned about in my life is that you can learn facts about like individual truths about the topic you're learning about or 
you can learn the underlying system that's going on. And then once you learn that, you can guess about everything else. And most of the time you'll be right. So like, for instance, if you're learning a new language, you could learn, like, say you're learning Spanish. Wait, is this supposed you to be more learn- interesting than my green smoothie talk? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Listen. Oh. <laughs> I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for the exciting bits. But Can't Debbie and I bore with you through coconut milk, smoothie, spinach, spirulina, flaxseed cheese? I'd, okay. I'd personally like to go back to my blunder story, but okay. Talking... Talking about the root, to the roots of all knowledge. Yes, we're with you. Go. Okay. (laughs) My sister's laughing. I can hear she's trying not to laugh. (laughs) You both crack me up so much. Oh my god. Oh, you've got the floor. Yeah, I want to hear Anna. Well, I so I've been learning how to make like base stuff. So for instance, I've already mastered how to make a roux. Do you know what that is, mom? No. What is it? No. I'm hoping it's a kangaroo. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's not kangaroo, I hope. You're not not a meat eater, so I'm pretty sure it's not that. It's R-O-U-X. And it's, it's like the base of a sauce that then thickens the sauce later on. So normally it's just butter and flour and you mix that together in a saucepan and then you add like your milk or your cream or, you know, whatever else you're adding to your thing. So the main thing that I've mastered recently is making different sauces from scratch, which I absolutely love. So I make a lot of like creamy tomato vodka sauce or pesto. I love making pesto, stuff like that. And it's just been going really well. And I also recently, for the first time ever, tried making curried sausages, which is not a popular dish in the States. And let me just say that was a good call for all Americans. It's a good call. You're not missing much. (laughs) (laughs) You gave it a try anyway. That was good for you. Way to go. I did. And Aaron loved it. Curried sausages is his favorite. So it it went over well in my house, but poorly in my heart. Were were these recipes you got off of Betty Rocker or? Oh, no. Wow. We're still talking about Betty Rocker. Oh, Oh, man. That was a while ago. No, I'm telling you, I... And against learning individual recipes. I, I have see. been learning the building blocks of, of culinary science and going from there. Wow. Well, that's great. Yeah. You did not learn that from what me. What was the last home-cooked meal you made? Well, after you kids left, we were kind of like, nah, probably just easier to just eat here and there instead of have a big meal. How about you, Debbie? You, Debbie, now Debbie cooks. Well, I used Debbie. to cook. Like, <gasps> Do you really? Well, I used to. I mean, I, I've got to be totally honest with two of my favorite people on this oh. earth that oh. since Kirk died, it kind of... Wait, are there, do you have other favorite people on other earths? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I hope not. But I'm just saying, oh my gosh. (laughs) Listen, Debbie and I do believe in UFOs and we have both seen a UFO. We have, yes. And and I don't know if you join me in this, Debbie, but I actually believe in Bigfoot also. I'm not sure. I'm sure I just, I'm, some of the videos out there are pretty sketchy, but I do, I I think the three of us need to go somewhere and try to videotape one. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to find Bigfoot. (laughs) I just, I just believe in Bigfoot. Debbie and I have actually seen with our own bare eyes a UFO. Right, Debbie? We sure did. Coming home. Your bare eyes. Coming home from obedience classes for our dog, Dinks. <laughs> Dinks. <laughs> Dinks. Wait, is that where Gra- why Grandpa always used to call me a Dink? Is that where he got that from? No, he just he just called us Dink. Dink is different from Dinks. <laughs> okay, great. 
So he would just call me a dink for fun. Yeah, he had everyone a dink. He would just say, you dink. Yeah. You dink. Yeah. No, you dink. No, you dink. No, you dink. What are you talking about? No, but dinks was the name of our Norwegian elkhound family pet. Her full name was Dinks Zenobia Jan Man, just in case you forgot that, <laughs> Debbie. I remembered. Wait, what? Okay. I remembered it. Why? What's the story behind that name? Uh, it was That's the, a good question. So wasn't Dinks a family name? D-I-N-X. Yes. It was a family yes. name. And then mm-hmm. the other one was like an island somewhere that mom liked or something? Yes. I think that was the island the dog came from, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. And then was Zenobia the queen of the island or something? I thought Zenobia was another family name, but who knows? I think you might I be forgot. right. I forgot. Our poor family was named after our dog, I guess. <laughs> but, you know what Zenobia reminds me of is Genovia. Oh, yeah. Princess of Genovia. And you know what Princess Diaries? Uh, you know what? Mia, Mia Thermopolis Grinaldi. <laughs> Do you know what? Princess oh, my of Genovia. <laughs> do you know what that movie? Re- Anna, do you know what that movie reminds me of? Sound of Music? No, we watched that movie in that horrible night between the hospital and home. When you got, when we almost oh, had to call nine one one, yes, you don't remember because it was just oh, you I and do me. Not remember that? Yes, it was terrible. Anyway, we watched Princess Diaries. I got you Panera, and then we watched Princess oh, Diaries. Broccoli cheddar soup and a bread bowl. Can I just? I would lay down my life for Panera. <laughs> I Panera bread. Except there was one time when they mortally wounded me by not by they were out of bread. I got there and I was like, "Can I have a bread bowl?" They're like, we're out of bread bowls. And I was like, well, then can I have a piece of baguette next to my bowl of soup? And they're like, we're out of those too. And I was like, what bread do Where you have? Are we? And they said, we don't have any bread. And I said, your name is Panera Bread. And they said, we're sorry. We don't have any left. That was a bad day for sure. <laughs> it was. But that, I love them. Hold on. Debbie was telling us about the meal that she was cooking. Okay. Well, no, no. We were talking about UFOs. We were on our way home from obedience classes for Dink's Zenobia Jan Man. And Debbie <laughs> was the first person to spot the UFO. Can you tell us the rest of the story, Debbie? Yeah, because something really bizarre happened about it. When we saw it, I'm like, Kim, check it out. Because mom was driving. And I'm like, check that out. It's just like hovering there. And you said something about the lights look like they were rotating. And it was like, Mm -hmm. it was just like the perfect UFO. If you were going to put one up in the sky, I mean, it was absolutely perfect. And it was hovering. And then many, many years later, I dated Miles, my first husband, from the house that it was hovering over. And that was what got to Kimmy and I. Like, we were both like, Oh my gosh, that was over his mom and dad's house on 44th yeah. Street. Remember that, that Kim? It was weird, yeah. Yeah. Why was that weird? It was just bizarre that I was like, we know about your house because there was a UFO over it. It was a UFO house. over your house once. <laughs> we were, Whoa. yeah, we were young and and I remember mom pulled over. She to, did. To look at it, she yeah. She did. If we, too bad we didn't have the camera phones back in those days, you know, it was yeah, kind of no. like, dang, we could have gotten back a good then, video. Remember we had those cameras that you could never take a picture out outside. (laughs) Anna, I don't know if you knew this, but back when we took pictures, you took like 24 pictures. You had no idea if any of them turned out and then you would have to mail them away. 
And then like two weeks later, they'd come back and you'd be like, oh, oh these, are horrible. None, of these, none of these turned out. <laughs> I spent $5. I do actually remember that. And you know what else I remember? That even though I think the internet was invented when I was still pretty young, I didn't use the internet until I was 12 after we moved away from the Adirondacks. Right, right. Because even once the world started progressing, you kept me firmly planted in the 1960s. <laughs> and, you know, that was a nice way to grow up. But I actually very well remember the disposable cameras that you had to wind up and then mail off because I was using those until I moved out. That's so true. I forgot about that. You're right. All right. So anyway, we've gotten far afield off of the topic. What... What? Wait, I want to hear what Aunt Debbie was going to say about cooking. That was before the UFO combo. Oh. Oh. We just, you and I are like true steamrollers. Yes. We steamrolled true. right I'm over so our so sorry. Yes, no, it's sorry. okay. I love it, you guys. I, I really do. I love this. Um, No, all I was going to say was after Kirk died, I lost the love for it. Like even after Miles died, I noticed it wasn't as much fun for me because Miles and I always were together. He'd be grilling and I'd be making all the other stuff. And that kind of made me sad. But then, of course, mm-hmm. I still wanted to have the family. So I would, you know, still do stuff and have them over. And then when Kirk came along, I kind of got that, like, oh, yeah, this is fun again. You know, it was it was fun again. And he loved to cook. So he did a lot of the cooking. But when he passed away, I like lost it, like just kind of mm. like, I kind of lost the love for it. So I still will do something from there, yeah, but I just still, I, there's a lot of emotion attached to it, I think. And mm. yeah, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing, but you know, every now and then I'll be like, hey, I made something, you know, like I'll be all excited that I made a bigger meal than instead of the yeah. smaller meals. Because really with me by myself, I made a huge, you guys, I don't know how to make small stuff usually. So like if I make goulash, I make this huge, crack pot of it. Well, and I used to take it to the kids or take it to my friends and everything. And then with COVID, it's like, oh my gosh, I have to eat this for five days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of yeah. have to plan ahead. Like, who am I going to see that I can send food home with? Because that I only know how, like goulash is just a good no, example. Something interesting, Debbie, you learned how to cook and I didn't because our mom, I, I don't remember her cooking at all, but did you learn how to cook from her before? I did not. You know what happened? I was too interested in boys. I didn't even okay. I didn't even know how to go to how the grocery store. How did you learn how to store. cook? So I learned that Miles and I kind of learned together because I kind of knew the basics like I would help mom out, but you're right. We had a lot of TV dinners and mm-hmm. we had um because mom worked and mm-hmm. they worked a lot of hours and like dad, remember he would do grilling. Mm-hmm. But basically, I mean, you and I were out playing with our friends and hanging out with everybody and then it'd be like, come and eat. And so there wasn't yeah, really, uh-huh. the kitchen wasn't real big. So I think it was kind of more of that situation. But yeah, I just kind of learned, I just slowly, you know, just got better and better at it and I enjoyed it, but I never was awesome at it. I mean, it I think fun. you're awesome at oh, it. I always wonderful. love your, you're I love wonderful. your dishes. And then Anna, you've learned how to cook, even though I didn't teach you. I had a few things I would cook, but I never felt confident. That's true. I taught myself how to cook. I miss your cooking. Did I ever make dinner? Yeah, you would make. I mean, I know that I used to bake. I've always been a good baker, but actually cooking, especially cooking meat, since I never eat meat, was a lot trickier to learn because I could never tell, like, do you want it to be pink inside? Do you not want it to be pink inside? So that, to actually learn how to cook, I had to teach myself that right after I got married. You do really well with that. You do, Anna. That's awesome. I love, like, the recipes that you share with us and stuff. I mean, that's a lot of skill that you're sharing with us, and we appreciate it. Moving back to your topic, Anna, about what, back to Betty Rocker, what goals 
else did you accomplish as a result of doing the 90-day challenge? Aunt Debbie, you go first. Um, One of the things that I felt was I felt stronger because my shoulder was really a concern because I have a partially torn rotator cuff. It hurt so bad when I first started and I thought, oh no, I'm not going to be able to do this, not going to do that. But I really got stronger with it. So by the time that we got to the last couple of weeks, I was like, oh my goodness, I can actually do that. And the flexibility. I found that, for an example, when you lay on your back and remember how you had to stretch your arms up over your head, I mm-hmm. like barely had anything touching the floor because everything hurt too bad. Mm. And then by the time it was over, I could get my elbows down. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what yeah. stretching what I mean, the strength and the flexibility that really helped me a lot. That was one, like the two big things for me. I totally agree with that for me as well. Also yeah. for me, the first time of the reverse burpees, I was terrified because of my broken L4. The very first reverse burpee that I could do without putting my hands down, I actually cried. That's yeah, awesome, so. Kim. But also for oh. me, arm strength, I've always never had arm strength. <laughs> oh, because of your fat pad. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have an odd fat pad on my left arm, but... Um, yeah, before COVID, I was um, greeting one of my friends and I kind of grabbed her by the arms and I was like, wow, you have muscles in your arms. And I thought, well, if you can have muscles in your arms, I can have muscles too. So and now I have Wait, you greeted a friend and you like shook her like a rag I just no, like I, like, you- I like, I like, I like <laughs> grabbed onto her like shoulders kind of I was like, oh, look at you arms are all strong. I, so I was like, well, I want that. So I, I have those arms now because she did a lot with push-ups. My arms are definitely muscular now. Awesome. More, not, not perfectly, but more. And I, that was a real accomplishment for me. How about you, Anna? Yeah, I was able to, I'm able to touch my toes now, which I didn't used to be able to do. Wow. And I can do one whole push-up on my knees, which is incredible. Wow. Although, you know, we had our friend over and I was so excited about being able to do one push-up. And I don't think he meant to do this, but he goes, oh my word, that's so great. I was actually just doing push-ups before I came. I did 150. Oh my word. (laughs) They probably weren't. They probably weren't that great. (laughs) (laughs) So we have done it. Would you guys recommend this to other people to do as a group? What would you guys say? I say yes. I would say that if you like working out, for sure. But I say definitely do it with a group. Well, I mean, there's going to be people that want to do it by themselves, but you, the two of you made it much more enjoyable for me. So it kept me going. And you know, they want us now to move into the, they have live classes where you can log on and they can actually see you. Now that would not appeal to me because I do not always look quite presentable. I really don't want other people seeing me. I don't want someone in real time looking at me exercising. I don't know about you guys. I'm not. Oh, I was just going to say there's a gym right across the road from me here. There are actually a bunch of them all around. And it's a gym that is entirely class based and it's $50 a week. Wow. Which to me, in my brain, like I hate working out with other people. I hate it. Like with actively with other people, like, like this was okay because we were all working out separately Mm -hmm. together in spirit, Mm -hmm. but actually working out with other people physically. Oh my word. Nightmare throw in the bin. I never want to talk about it again. (laughs) I used to like it. I used to like to go to classes and stuff because they had them at the hospital, but Mm -hmm. I totally agree with what you were saying, Kim, too. I agree with both of you because my elliptical has that where you can pull them up on your screen and work out. And I was like, um, no, no, I did not want them to. (laughs) Be watching me like, yeah. okay, Debbie, how many steps have you put in? Four, you know. I mean, yeah. no, yeah, no, I don't. Who needs that? Who needs that kind 
of pressure. That kind of pressure. The whole challenge thing to the whole idea of it feeling like trappy, because for trauma survivors, that can be an issue if you feel like you're stuck with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why I would always say to you guys, listen, you don't have to do it. Don't feel like you've got to do it. I feel like it's healthy. She has a kind of, I felt a trauma informed way of doing it with the saying it's flossom. You don't have to do it perfectly. You know, you can do what you, what you can do. Showing up is the most important thing. I thought it was, I thought it was a nice segue into regular exercise. I agree. Mm -hmm. Did you hear her when she said that um, she's had lots of crashes? Yes. And so you were absolutely correct. She said lots of crashes and lots of PT. And that's how it kind of got her started to to do her own programs, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm so thankful for both of you for doing this with me. And thank you for Aunt Debbie for being on the program again. It's a delight. You you are better at this than Anna and I. Can I just say that? You guys lead me along. Like I wouldn't be able to no. do this like you guys do. I no, love seriously. your show. I do. She she's gonna she needs to be the host, Anna, and we no. need to be the guest. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, agree. No. You guys are both better leaders than me. I, I'm a better follower, so I well, appreciate you both you. so much. I love you guys so much. We are already over time, and I am Kim. I am the mom signing off. And uh Debbie, you go ahead and, and sign off. And I'm Aunt Debbie signing off. Thank you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Anna and Kim on the new series, Not Ideal, But We're Going With It. Also, check out their new website at www.notideal.net.